You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Can't figure you out, Barry Allen. That's because I work hard to hide who I really am. If Zoom finds out who you care for, who you love, he'll take them from you. Should you can't keep things from her forever. Then that's what I'll do. I'll tell Patty I'm the Flash. It's a brand new episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week from here on out, Glenn and I are going to sit down and discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Glenn, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad that you had to remind me of this. Triple shot! Yeah. Three DC shows, a DC sandwich, if you will. I know Aaron was calling this a DC stew, but we've come on, we've got bread and we've got some meat in the middle. You can decide which is which. Uh, but it's a DC uh, sandwich. I would say that one of the bread is heel, and it's definitely arrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we've got three shows to talk about this week. We yeah. are not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right in because we got to squeeze all this shit in as quickly as possible. So we're kicking it off. Uh, like we do every time on the show, The Flash, Season 2, Episode 10, Potential Energy. Uh, as Dr. Wells struggles to find ways to increase Barry's speed, Cisco presents a new idea to slow down Zoom. Cisco tells the team about a metahuman he's been following, dubbed the Turtle. Is that who he is in the comics? Yeah. Is he Turtle in comics? They got amazing character names. Uh, who has? I gotta remember, most of these flash names they're using are from the fifties. So, yes. uh, <laughs> Turtle has the ability to stop the kinetic energy around him, thus slowing everyone to a halt. Uh, he's using this to steal things, uh, presumably things that people care the most about, and we'll learn a little bit more about that in a bit. After Barry fails to stop the turtle at a diamond under... That sounds so weird to say that. After he stop, fails to stop the turtle at a diamond unveiling, the team sets a trap at a local art exhibit. Barry invites Patty with the intention of telling her his secret, because why not? Yeah, yeah, screw it. But the turtle is aware of the trap and almost succeeds in killing Patty Spivet before escaping. Later, the tur- it's just so weird to keep saying the turtle. Later, the turtle kidnaps Patty. I just keep picturing like a, one of those turtles from the cartoons, like those racist cartoons from mm-hmm. the 50s as well, with wearing like uh, horned rim glasses or something. Uh, later, the turtle kidnaps Patty in an effort to punish the Flash. This is where we learn a little bit about the turtle. His wife was going to leave him. And uh, he decided to just slow her down permanently uh, and start taking away the things that mattered most from people. And he figures Patty means the most to the Flash, the way that the Flash tried to save her life uh, uh, earlier uh, earlier on by dropping a chandelier on her, uh, which failed, of course. Uh, the team tracks down the turtle and Barry is able to generate just enough speed to move the kinetic waves the turtle creates to knock him unconscious and save Patty. 
Later, Patty tells Barry that she is leaving Central City. Uh, and Barry, by the way, never gets a chance to tell uh, Patty his secret identity. Uh, and Dr. Wells, uh, meanwhile, is obviously still on his quest to uh, steal Barry's speed for Zoom. And he kills the turtle. Kills him. It was pretty it was pretty gruesome. I can't yeah. believe they actually showed he, what they showed. Yeah, he extracted a portion of his brain through his nose. Uh meanwhile, Joe West struggles to develop a relationship with his dick son, Wally West, <laughs> who has been street racing in an attempt to earn enough money to pay for his mother's medical bills, like a dick. Oh, and also at the very end, strangely enough. We see the reverse flash, and it is, I believe, Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is Eobard Thawne. Correct. With Gideon, and he's like, where the fuck are we, Gideon? And uh, that's that's where we are left. Uh, what did you think of Potential Energy? I liked it. Um, it was weird, because I was like, oh my god, are they really is he really going to tell Patty? And he doesn't tell her in the comics, so... Right. I figured that she does move to Midway City and become a CSI, even though she's already a CSI uh in the comics and uh but then i was like i don't actually want her to leave though i kind of i like their relationship i felt like she actually kind of she kind of brought something to barry i don't know you can even just see it i I don't know if they have like chemistry off stage or something or off air because he even just he sells it really well yeah i I buy it with those two for sure yeah and it uh i don't know it's kind of sad but you know I'm glad he didn't tell her, because, oh my Jesus. Yeah. How many times am I going to have to hear the speech? Oh, well, think about her, Barry. You know, you got to tell her so she knows. Like, well, it, you know, it's kind of a big thing. You know, they break up. You, yeah. know, you got to think long-term with this shit. This is a double-edged sword. <laughs> like, if Barry, if Patty knows who the Flash is, and somebody finds out that Patty knows who the Flash is, Patty becomes a target. Everybody knows, this is Superhero 101, ladies and germs. Uh, so the, obviously Barry has that thing, right? Where he's kind of got to go back and forth. He's not sure if yep. he should tell her if he shouldn't, but he wants to be honest with her, but things keep happening. And Patty, and it looks like he ditches her at the ball. Right. And Patty <laughs> leaving, I think has more to do with the fact that she thinks that Barry is not serious yeah, about the relationship. And she wants to be serious and Barry has blown it, uh, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, it's like I feel bad for Barry and I feel bad for myself because I like this relationship and I like to see it continue. But at the same time, that's probably good news for Patty as she'll live many more days without uh, supervillains chasing her down. Yeah, no I more King Shark and her getting to shoot him. Uh, how, how did you feel about Wally? Because we met Wally West the last time. It, it was weird because we met Wally, right? He shows up uh, and, uh, in the last episode running to stand still before the holiday break. And he shows up at their house at Christmas time of his own volition. And then we catch up to him in this episode, and he seems like a total dick who wants nothing to do with these people. That's weird. I think probably what happened was with them being on television, they probably had to cut a scene. Right. Where it establishes that Joe was a little overbearing and wanting it too much. And so while well, he's like, well, I mean, you're not my dad, you know, yeah. I just want to at least meet you, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
And he kept hating him for things that weren't Joe's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have pension. I can do that. I don't want your money. Yeah. Or, or he's like, well, you were never there for me. And Joe should have come back with, well, I never knew you fucking existed <laughs> until last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, shit like that. Um, so, yeah. And and Wally is, of course, uh, in a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Uh, that was... That was unsettling. I don't like this Wally kid. Uh, they tried to they tried to salvage it at the end a little bit, where he's like, "Hey," because I mean, Joe Joe he's such a great character. He's just like, "Hey, maybe I came on a little strong. How about I try not to pretend to be your dad, and you know, you're you know, maybe we're not uh, father and son. How about we just try to get to know each other first a little bit, uh, which is probably where you should have started off with things yeah. to begin with, but." Uh, and he did come off a little strong at the beginning. He's like, hey, this is my boy, and gives him a slap on the shoulder and all that shit. Um, so maybe he was coming out a little strong. But Wally West was an asshole. Good yeah. lord, I hated this guy. Uh, anything else about this episode, sir? Nothing. I mean, it was... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the Jay Garrick and, and Caitlin Snow thing. That That just needs to end. Yeah. This was... It was weird because there's a lot of very it was very CW in this episode. I got cancer or, you know, terminal illness going to kill a guy. Mm. And again, doomed romance. I had, you know, you got to be honest with me. So we have to break up because you're not man enough. And we got, you know, the family troubles, you know, son comes back. Son doesn't want dad. So it it was very much so like. This is everything CW wrote in notes and probably <laughs> sent the writers room to make sure they put in the show. Uh, but I didn't mind it. I mean, it was it was a you know a solid welcome back, welcome back the Flash. Yeah, so, uh, and is- that's probably because it built on a lot of goodwill. Uh, Score wise, yeah, like three and a half. Yeah, like it was you know it was okay. I didn't. I should have hated the things that I just mentioned, but I didn't really hate them all that much. I was just kind of glad that the Flash was back in. You know, to be honest, the the last bit of seeing Eovon Thawne, I was like, oh, yay, this will be fun. Interesting to see where they take that, yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think of the villain, Turtle, as played by Aaron? Oh, Dillon? I loved him. I Oh, my gosh. Whenever he has him first trapped and he just winks at him and walks off. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, was great. So good. That, was, that was the best. Uh, I like Aaron Douglas a lot. I uh, I like him from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Arnold D. Morris. He's... Uh, He's great in that show. I, I liked him here. Is is he now, is he also, I mean, obviously he plays Turtle, a guy who slows things around him. Did you get the feeling that he was also playing somebody who was kind of slightly slow-minded as well? Like, he didn't seem very sharp intelligence-wise. I know he says, like, I'm slow, but I'm not dumb. Uh, but I never got the feel like, I felt like his motives were very simple, like, simple yeah, I don't as well. Think like, he was like... You know, he's, he didn't challenged or anything, right? But I, he didn't he, feel like a criminal genius either. He was, you know, they said he was like a low bit crook. And that yeah. was his his mo. His modus operandi was very, yeah, was very specific, and he didn't care about big things, and he uh, didn't want to do big things. Uh, this is a three and a half for me as well. I should yeah, have yeah. It was. I mean, thanks. You know, I'm glad the Flash is back. It was a nice. Good, a good return. Oh Jesus! Now this next one. Uh, yeah, okay, so now we hop into Season 4, Episode 10 of Arrow, Glenn, called Blood Debts. Dark's in the wind. The longer he's there, the harder he's going to be to catch. You should know that whatever your play is, I got your back. 
Where's Dark? Do you remember what I promised you? A new beginning. And you will have it once we've brought this world to its end. Felicity's out of surgery. He didn't say what was wrong. I'm gonna kill him. we saw felicity uh, was shot all up to fuck thanks to uh <laughs> damien dark's uh minions and uh felicity is now in and out of surgery following her gunshot wounds and oliver and the team continue to search the city for damien dark oliver turns captain lance turns to captain lance for information on dark's location while judge diggle interrogates his brother andy diggle andy diggle i love that name uh, and you put Diggle in after anything, and it's probably great. Glenn Diggle is an awesome name. Anthony Diggle, great name. Uh, they try they, maybe for this podcast, Glenn, we, we'll change our last names to Diggle. Uh, <laughs> Diggle, 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 Diggle. I mean, you can, it can be its own language. Uh, they track down Dark's location, only to find several dead ghost soldiers and an anarchy symbol painted in blood. Lonnie's back, Glenn. Anarchy guy. The guy that uh, Speedy set on fire some episodes <laughs> Yes, back. she did. He apparently is still alive. Um, he's back and out for revenge against Damien Dark. I guess he, he's mad that he put him in this situation. How, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Machin? 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 I think they said Machin. Machin. I think uh, that's what they said. It's M-A-C-H-I-N. It's hard to tell the way people spell their names these days, as you can tell. Uh, it's, okay. yeah, actually, it might be Huff. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Bazing. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm just gonna go with Machen. Machen. That's, I, I that's think that's what it was. Long A. You're get. That's what you're getting, friend. Unless uh, unless uh, Kreisberg or Berlanti calls me up and tells me otherwise. Uh, Machen. Or Ben, because he'll definitely he'll definitely send you a text. <laughs> Machen is caught, and Oliver interrogates him for information on Dark. Eventually, Oliver sets him free. Uh, in the hopes that he will lead him to Dark, tracking him in the process. However, Machen goes after Dark's family, the you know those that wife and kid that we met earlier. Uh, that, at least originally to us, seemed like maybe they were a little oblivious to Damien Dark's dark side. Maybe the kid is, but the wife most certainly is not. Uh, <laughs> the team arrives and saves them as Machen is about to toast them with a flamethrower. Uh, however, Mr. Anarchy escapes. As repayment for saving his family, Dark grants Oliver time to spend with his own family before Dark kills him. What a lovely guy. That's that's the uh, temporarily get out of jail free card. Yeah, yeah, you got three weeks. Get your affairs in order. Then I'm just going to murder you. Uh, meanwhile, Felicity is left paralyzed from being shot and gets a job at Oracle. Uh, that's a joke for everybody who thinks she's going to be Oracle. She's not, but I guess she is going to be paralyzed. Who knows? In flashbacks, Conklin presents Oliver as a traitor, and then the maps that he found uh, as proof to Ryder. When Conklin tortures Oliver, Ryder notices the spell left on Oliver's stomach. Uh, 
by one Constantine, Mr. Constantine, and uh, he forces Conklin to stop. And in exchange for another prisoner's life, Oliver agrees to help Ryder. Uh, thank God he was shirtless. It, it took him forever, but man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was so shirtless this week. <laughs> Not only was he glistening, Glenn, but he was glowing as well. In certain <laughs> he, did, he did glow. The glowing abs of Oliver Queen uh, were in full effect this week. What did you think of Blood Debts? Um... I actually kind of, not that I like the guy who played Ar- Anarchy or what they did with him, but I really like the mask. Yeah, the mask is cool. I really liked it. They did a good job with his burn makeup underneath it. Yes. That it really just. It looks kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's was, kind of like it, was, the, it was well executed. It's kind of like the lifelike mask, like the face, like the mask of a face, but it's just transparent enough that you can see his mouth moving underneath it and it's really cool look i i i I really like the idea i agree yeah it was it was excellent uh i mean it's arrow uh (laughs) no i mean i didn't hate it hate it i think it was just aaron and i are just so so done with this Mm -hmm. you know okay you and i we talked off air about wwe that that's how i would say that the arrow is Arrow was doing things way too late in the game that fans had complained about. Yeah. You know, it was just like when Oliver Queen and Felicity finally became together, fans didn't really want that anymore. And we didn't care to watch that anymore. Now yeah. we don't want them to be together. Yeah. And they tease they tease too long for these things. And the payoffs just they, they waited too long for the payoffs and then they don't work because I don't care anymore. I'm not invested yep. in that. And that's just how this show feels like. I mean, it was a fine episode. I actually, I mean, I didn't really mind Anarchy. I thought he did some good for Thea. Um, I don't know how good of an actress Thea is anymore. I thought she was pretty okay. But now it's, I don't think she can handle this emotional blood rust, blood lust rage yeah because she just she doesn't sell it and it's it's getting worse and worse every week yeah i don't feel it yeah, yeah. it's kind of it just seems silly i don't diggle's know great yeah diggle's awesome and the scene with his brother was really good her name is felicity <laughs> and then he beats the fuck out of his brother. well and then they play cards and stuff like i really oh, yeah yeah, yeah. he tries it his was... his wife's like why don't you talk to him like a brother and even uh <laughs> yeah He's and like, even uh, Stephen Amell and, and Felicity's scene uh, where, you know, they're just kind of sitting there and she's not playing ditzy drug anymore. She's just, you know, actually talking to him like a person, yeah. which they do from time to time with her. And it's good when they do that. It works yeah. better. Yeah. You know, like, I think we're all kind of over the, oh, oh mm, uh, I'm with Oliver. Like, she doesn't need, why is she still? She doesn't need to be like horny uh world war ii nurse in pearl harbor well uh, she doesn't need to be like so <laughs> that's unsure. a very that's a very specific reference that i'm sorry for nobody anybody who's not watched michael bay's pearl harbor movie oh, where all maybe. of the nurse where all of the nurses are horny uh that is a uh, especially kate beckinsale especially kate beckinsale yeah yeah uh she uh she yeah she's not like in that zone anymore and you're right i think for some people it does feel a little uh, like a little, like too little. It just too feels late. like we've been watching this show for three years, and let's see some growth from this woman. Yeah, like that—that's my problem. It is. took too long for the growth. Yeah, they like they—they've done good with Oliver slowly growing. I feel like his 
his growth, his personal growth, it's kind of worked at a better pace as of late. Mm -hmm. But with her, you know, it it just totally doesn't make sense because they'll go from her like being really, you know, acting like a a person and then she becomes a TV show character. Yeah. It just depending on what they need her to do in the show. Yeah. And that is it gets a little annoying because I I don't think at this point she should be as unsure of herself as she has been. Mm. Agreed. Um, I like the episode. I didn't like it as much as Flash, obviously. Um, it's just an okay episode. Like, it felt like this just sort of existed to... This just sort of existed to uh, establish uh, what happened to Felicity. And that's pretty much it. Uh, and let's find a few ways to get... Uh, let's find a couple of ways to get Damien Dark in here. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's about it though. It really didn't feel like they, it didn't feel like they did a a bunch. Uh, and I, I I'm with you on this thing with Felicity and, and Oliver, I guess for me, like I can, for some reason I can flip off a switch and just forget about everything that's happened and just accept the scenes that are good between them for what they are without having the baggage of like, God, they should have done more. Yeah, they had a really good scene. They had a very good scene together. But by and large, it's 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 kind of uh, kind of like at a plateau for me. Uh, yeah. I gave the show a three. Oh, and the fact that Felicity's not the one dead in the grave. Yeah. Did they reveal who that was? I actually didn't pay attention. No, they didn't. They just showed her in the car. Unless this is a Scrubs Brendan Fraser moment, and they're gonna rip my heart out. Uh, <laughs> she's actually dead and yeah. <laughs> she's just helping him grieve then no i think it'll be i think yeah it, it'll be okay and you called it you're the one who said no there's no way they're doing that it's a tease yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine they would have right like I, I just feel like it's yeah they're too invested at this point probably yeah um so yeah Which i gave fun, i guess i gave the episode a three i thought it was i thought it was okay i didn't think it was aaron i'm, I'm guessing was gonna give it a two or a one uh, yeah as soon as they said she was wheelchair bound he was just like fuck this yeah I'd... they're making her oracle I, I don't think they're making her oracle but i think they're um you know uh berlanti and kreisberg have said that they will play with the toys that are given to them and if they're you know, if nobody's using Oracle in any of the big DC movies, then that's a character they get to play with. And, you know, uh, and, and look, the I, I've already bought in to, ever since they've introduced the multiverse on the Flash last season. I've, I'm just going to buy in and retcon all previous <laughs> DC television shows and movies into the multiverse theory that they they all exist in canon, but they all exist on different you know, and I mean, her. it's a cheater's way to do it, but yeah. DC came up with that years ago for this reason. Yeah, it's definitely a cheat, but I'll, I'm willing to embrace it. Maybe she is Oracle. She's the Oracle on this Earth. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I quite, is this Batman. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, quite frankly, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't really bug me that much. But, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know. I, I'm giving it a three. How about you, sir? Did you did you score it yet? No, I didn't. But yeah, I'm with you a three. It was fine. You know, it was uh, a less, you know, enthusiastic. Yay, the fly, uh, arrow is back. <laughs> yes, it was. Eh, yeah, we 
<laughs> we had two- yeah. Talk about Damian Dark's wife, though. Like that, that was one thing I was I was not expecting to be like. You promised me, you know, world domination. Yeah, you she promised was. me fire in the sky, a scorched earth, and bodies, you know, thirty feet high, piled up on each other. She, you know, deliver you, son of a bitch. Like that was that was not what I was expecting to come out of his wife's mouth. She, uh, she, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she, she says this, and then she instantaneously grew a gigantic Snidely Whiplash mustache that she started twirling. She's like, "You promised me world domination." <laughs> I was just like, "Wow, she's a villain too." I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess it was like brain. You know, if Damien Dark's yeah, pinky, it's like, you know, what we're going to do tonight, Damien Dark. Yeah. I guess what, right? The same thing you promised me we would do since we got married. Take over the world. <laughs> the world. <laughs> I guess their kid was asleep this whole time. Yeah, it's just is deaf. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, doesn't know what good or evil is. She's just been growing up in this household. All right, so let's talk about the the newest part of our uh, DC triple shot: Legends of Tomorrow, season one, episode one. Pilot, part one. <laughs> we need to travel back in time to save the future. I say we all get weird in the seventies. We're not just going to charge into the past like we pulled into a China ship. Sounds like a vacation. <laughs> I love the seventies. <laughs> Okay, so the year is 2166. Vandal Savage has successfully conquered all of Earth. Uh, In an effort to save humanity, time traveler Rip Hunter travels back to the year 2016 to organize a group of superheroes and supervillains to team up and stop Savage. The team, Ray Palmer, a.k.a. The Atom, Sarah Lance, a.k.a. White Canary, Jefferson Jackson and Dr. Martin Stein, a.k.a. Firestorm, Mick Rory, a.k.a. Heatwave, Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold, Carter Hall and Kendra Saunders, a.k.a. Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Uh, with everyone assembled, Rip takes the team to the year 1975 to talk to Professor Boardman. You see, Glenn, because they realize that it would be foolish for them to travel back to 2166 at the height of Vandal Savage's powers. Perhaps it would be better to try to stop him at an earlier point in time and uh, when he is weaker. They go to 1975 to talk to this professor because he is a leading expert on Savage to get in, uh, in the hopes of getting some assistance in locating him uh, in that, uh, I guess, in that time frame. Uh, so while providing information on Vandal, Boardman also reveals that he is the son of Kendra and Carter from one of their past lives. Meanwhile, a time-traveling bounty hunter named Kronos attacks Rip's ship, the Wave Runner, uh, the team is able to regroup and escape, but not before Professor Boardman is wounded and dies. The attack forces Rip to reveal that Kronos is after him because Kronos works for the Time Masters and Rip used to when he approached them with this idea of stopping Savage and they did not want him to. He stole the Wave Runner and uh, as 
he's doing this against the wishes of the time council. Kronos works for them, and that is why he is after them. And he also reveals the reason why he brought the team together. He sells them originally on the idea that I need you guys because in the future, you're not just heroes, you're legends. And when he has to admit this sad truth that he had to steal the ship in order to stop Savage, he actually admits that the team dies as all of these people die in obscurity. Yeah, they're and he needed, Yeah, and he needed to recruit people whose disappearance would not be harmful to the timeline. And so this is kind of his last ditch effort. Um, uh, so that this this is part of his quest. Uh, it's a it's a it's a revenge based quest for Rip Hunter. He's going after Savage for murdering his wife and child because you see, Gwen, the Time Masters are kind of like Jedi. You're not allowed to love people. You're not allowed to get married. <laughs> but he met a woman. He fell in love. They had a child, and that's the first thing we see actually is Savage not only killing his wife uh, in a great fucking scene where this kid couldn't have been more than, like, eight. Like, he had to be, like, somewhere between six and yeah. eight. And he says something, that, I can't remember what it is, like... He you know, said, you know, your mother was brave. Or what are, you Where's know, your father? Your father's a coward, so what are you? Yeah, and he spits you in your his father, fucking your mother, face. And he spits in his face it and goes, oh, like your mother. Didn't and then he shoots so. him. Holy crap. Uh, and, uh, so basically he tells them the story and the team opts to continue with Rip's mission. What did you think of the first part of the pilot of Legends of Tomorrow, Glenn? I wanted to roll my eyes the entire time Mm -hmm. because I I wanted to think this show was stupid. Yeah. And you know what? I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Yep. Same here. I I really liked it. We joked you know, about we, it frequently we, on this yeah, show. We we it was funny because we talked about how we thought like Captain Cold and Heatwave like they weren't gonna work. I'm not gonna lie, they might have been my favorite yep. part of the show. But they oh, were I, awesome. I, I can't wait to talk about that. I I giggled so much. Um, you know, it was it was a smart setup. I like the fact that it's there are a bunch of nobodies that come together. Like, um. It's, you know, the one thing I'll say is the set of them ship. Like, I want to know what roller coaster from a from a dismantled Six Flags ride that they that they got those seats from. But again, like, I'm I'm gonna forgive it. It's a TV show. The fact that some of this stuff actually looked good, like when Adam bursted out and did that Superman punch, I was pretty impressed. Like, the it actually looked pretty good. good. Yeah, all the yeah. visual effects were quite good. Um, I like the the uh there so there's a story that martin stein really wanted to go but jefferson jackson the other half of firestorm (laughs) did not so he drugs him and i'm like holy shit what a dick like why would you do this it's all very he wakes up on the ship like yeah and the heat waves like hey man you gotta give me some of the roofies that you gave that kid i didn't roofie him he's like hey man i'm not judging but yeah just give me some of that stuff Um, And the only reason why they're on there is because Snart talks when they're like, think about it. We could just steal the Mona Lisa when he makes it. It's so so cartoony villains. They're like, think about this. This would be a great opportunity to be better villains. And then they just go to a bar. And of course they get in the fun deal. She's all fighting them. We're like, oh yeah, she's pretty good. And then everyone gets up and they're like, all right, I need help. And he just throws the beer down. And then... You know, Dominic Purcell just grabs that chair and just breaks off a table leg. Like, like it was just 
I really, really enjoyed this. It they, was. Yeah, they have a. Fight I really scene. thought it was going to be so stupid, they, but I loved it. They have a fight scene to the tune of "Love Will Keep Us Together." It was great. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: uh, anybody who's listened to me talk about the Flash before will know that originally I was v- I was not very high on the Captain Cold character, but over time, I grew to like the character. I have never ever liked heatwave ever until this episode and now i'm team heatwave at the very end because at the very end he's like after he tells them the truth and by the way what a great scene because when they're when they're putting this together they're like the atom and uh you know the white canary and like they're the legends of tomorrow and we're like wait a minute these are like all the b team guys like Oh, and then they reveal it. Oh, they're they're not, but they can be. Like their fate. Yeah. They're not resigned to let their fate be decided for them. They have a chance to do something about it themselves. I love all of that. That's great. Um, and there's that scene right at the end where they all decide whether or not they're going to be in. Right. And Kendra and Carter want revenge for. And by the way, I thought that was a great scene as well. Oh yeah, they, they them two together. They have really good. Like I feel like they have a hard task because. You need to sell it that so for some reason there's a bond between them. Yeah. But what, like, I mean, Kendra has a very hard job to do, the lady who plays her. Yes. And I thought she was very good, and I think they are both very good together. They do a really good job with uh, how they have to handle that relationship. Yeah. I believe it. That so. scene that scene where he, Professor Boardman reveals that he's their son, all of that stuff was great. Uh, so they're... They've all got their reasons for wanting to do it. And by the way, speaking of characters that I normally didn't like, I think they did something with Ray Palmer that I actually, I didn't think he was, I mean, he still kind of plays the aw shucks guy, but he's not such a big goof anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I like that scene where his, there's the scenes earlier on where everybody's talking to their friends about whether or not they should do this. And he's talking to Oliver Queen and he tells him about like, you know, how when he died, like it felt like everything, yeah. yeah, everything he did, none of it mattered, and that terrified him. And I think a lot of people obviously can relate with that, right? Like one day you're going to be gone, and nobody's going to remember anything you did or who you were. Like that's a scary thought. Um, <laughs> when it's time for Mick Rory and Leonard Snart to come in, Mick Rory just goes, "I like to kill people. I'm in." <laughs> I know, it's so good. I almost gave the show five geeky glasses just because of that line. I really want to give it that, but no, I need to, I need to not do a five. If King shark showed up at the end, I mean, (laughs) I like, and they open that up too. Like, I don't know how the time works. So he may be able to travel dimensions. I like the character of Kronos. I like the, the bounty hunter guy. I like that. They've made him not look like how he is in the comics. Here's another thing I like. Not only did they make a Star Trek reference in this episode, they also made a Star Wars reference all within minutes of one another. Why did you tell us that Bubba Fett was hunting us yes. down? And then while well, Kronos is attacking the ship and it's just Jefferson Jackson on there by himself, again, Gideon apparently is the operating system on everything in the future. It's like the iOS of everything. Uh, Gideon is on this ship as well. And the ship is under attack, and Jefferson Jackson is just running around. He's like, can you fire photon torpedoes or something? And that got a chuckle, because that's a Star yeah. Trek reference. Uh, the fact that they drop these references within minutes of, of one another, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Uh, yeah, and Snart calls Kronos Boba Fett. It was, <laughs> oh, it was so good. 
Um, and well, he's a bounty hunter, but yeah. uh, and Rip Hunter has a laser revolver. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oh, I thought his cool. gun was gonna look bad. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> it's all it's all pretty great. Um, yeah, I wanted to. Get, I mean, I can't give it a five right off the bat, but no, no, you can't. This was so much fun. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Like I. If it's, I hope it's this play, and I'm sure it will be, mm-hmm. you know, this playful, and then they can kind of sprinkle in heartfelt moments, you know, like with the, uh, whatever, their son, I forget his name, Dogman. Boardman. Yeah, Boardman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if they could sprinkle moments like that, because it's good, you know, especially with them, because now you've got, you know, their history is going could potentially be able to tie into a lot of these episodes. I mean, obviously they can't do it every episode. It's going to get old real fast, but you know, they're allowed to to tie them, you know, every couple of episodes to be able to tie into their past. And that's going to be interesting Mm because then you could slowly learn about each of them. But like, even whenever you first get to meet Snart and Heatwave in this, they're robbing of stores so they can get diapers. Yes. So good. I know. Uh, I I really, I really can't believe I liked it as much as I did. I I truly, I truly can't. <laughs> yeah, I I think because they 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 went with the obvious that these people really aren't the A team. Uh, but Rip Hunter isn't exactly who he says he is either. It's great. It's very much. It's got a very Guardians of the Galaxy kind yeah, of vibe it does. to it of a bunch of a bunch of losers that CDC. You can together. do fun when you want to. Yes. Oh my! And this is so much fun. And between between uh, Zoom and Vandal Savage, they've got two great supervillains on these shows. Yeah. Uh, and Damian that guy Dark is, is very scary. Damien, I mean, Damien Dark is Damien Dark is okay, and obviously, uh, like he's a pretty good villain, but he's stuck on a less great show. I and, feel like they just don't know what to do with him yeah. because they made him super powerful. Yeah, that he's when the not, guy shoots yeah. arrows at him, like his screen time is just limited. Yeah. He's not as scary as Savage, uh, who shot a kid in the face, <laughs> or Zoom. Uh, Zoom is scary just looking at it and yeah, listening he to him. Freaking prance around town with the <laughs> Flash's body. Corpse. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say corpse because he wasn't dead, but lifeless body. Uh, yeah, great villains. Anyway. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add about the show? No, I'm I'm really excited for it. I am. I was. I'm really. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I, I at first I was kind of like when they show like special guests Stephen Amell and Kate Cassidy. He's like, all right, come on. Why isn't Why isn't the Flash a special guest in this? He's tied to more of these characters than Arrow. Yeah, for Firestorm. But and at didn't... first I was kind of like, okay, I get it, and then. Uh, you know, the Kate Cassidy thing made sense in a way. I don't like how all of a sudden... I mean, I guess they kind of hinted at it. Like, all of a sudden, White Canary, she doesn't seem as crazy as she was. But I guess I, that'll probably be popping up later on. Yeah, I mean, they they needed those two cameos because they needed the scenes where people sit and discuss what they're going to do. And Jefferson Jackson and Martin Stein already have each other to talk to yeah. about it. Uh, Mick Rory and Leonard Snart have each other, and Carter Hall and Kendra Saunders have each other to talk to about it. Yep. So Sarah doesn't have anybody, so she talks with Laurel, and Ray doesn't have anybody, so he talks to Ollie. Um, you know, so I mean that makes sense. And then Cisco is name dropped as well because apparently he's just just in case making super suits for everybody in case they decide to go be vigilantes again. Oh, and one thing I didn't talk dreams. about, but I did like the um, string of dialogue on the Flash mm-hmm. that Cisco has with. Tom Cavanaugh, and he's like, "Oh, Zoom, who came with that one?" And he like tells, "Oh, I can't believe we forgot about that story." Fuck, 
That's pretty grim. Yeah, he tells this horrible story about how Zoom sets a trap just to prove that he can get away with whatever he wants. And then he kills a bunch of police officers and leaves one alive to tell the story. And then after he tells the story, he goes and kills that guy afterwards. See, that's Um, the stuff. See, those kinds of things in the fun silliness mm -hmm. of like DC of tomorrow. That's why I like DC comics when it's done right. They do. You have these goofy character names. You can make it work. Not everybody has to be a dark. So what's the Batman movie? What doesn't doesn't have to be that? (laughs) What's the problem with Arrow then? Is it just that Arrow was the first show? And now there's so many seasons in and they finally found their beat when they started with Flash. And it's is it just too late for Arrow at this point to catch I up? I think it's just with Arrow is they're they're really trying I'm not trying to make him Batman, but it's the same problem like Man of Steel. Mm. It, it came out in that part where DC Comics yeah. is, you know, film and television just thought, OK, well, we have to make everything dark because the Dark Knight was those movies are very dark and those worked and they made money. So we need to make those in that tone. Yeah. And as it started good, as Marvel, you know, made it out, it doesn't, you know, you don't necessarily have to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice thing is DC's done it on a different scale. They're doing it with their their shows. You know, each show is pretty different. I mean, DC Legends of Tomorrow is very similar to The Flash, I would say, in its tone. But that's the tone that you need. You need to have it lighthearted. But you, you know, and in that lightheartedness, you can come in with an emotional gut punch. Yep, that's great. That's how comics even work in themselves. You know, Spider-Man is, you know, there's some really sad shit that happens in Spider-Man. Yes, sir. But it's very much so, you know, it's it's lighthearted at the same time. And that's what makes those gut punches work is because the lightheartedness makes you like the character. Whereas with Arrow, like there, you know, you know, I don't like the character because, you know, he's dark. He doesn't have to be brooding like Bruce Wayne. That's just a different character. You don't have to make everybody brooding like Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. The reason why Bruce Wayne and Batman works compared to all these other characters and why he usually stands out is because, you know, one of them's a big blue Boy Scout. <laughs> one yep. of them has a damn museum in his town. And, you know, <laughs> and it sounds bad, but, you know, then the other one's, you know, is a woman who beats the shit out of people and will kill them if she wants to in Wonder Woman. Like, that's that's how that works. That's how those dynamics work. You don't have to make them all the same, and then it just seems derivative. You know, we learned in Guardians of the Galaxy. They're all very different, but it works because they're lighthearted about their differences. Uh, So, score for... I mean, like... uh, I mean, I'm going to say four and a half. I want to say five, but I'm going to say four and a half. Okay, uh, I'm a I'm slightly more reserved. I gave this four and a quarter. Yeah, but you know what you want to give it. Only slight. I want to give it a five because he's <laughs> like, I like to kill people. I'm in. Like, ah, oh, so great. I, yeah, I you just, made me really enjoy characters that we loathed for a whole year. I don't so, know yeah. how they. I don't know how they. Yeah, I don't know how they managed it, but it was great. They were so cartoonishly villains. Like, think about it, man. We can steal. We can steal the Mona Lisa right off his easel. I think a big part of that is the fact that, you know, they knew the show was coming into the works for a while and these actors had been attached to it for so long. I love and those guys are very good friends in real life. Yeah. I so love- them even be able to work together has probably allowed them to dive deep versus guest starring. I love how dumb they are, dumb villains they are because if they <laughs> stole it after he just painted it, 
it would never become famous and thus valuable. Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> so good. I love it. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Glenn and I will gleefully come back next week because if it's two out of three, See, every week, before it was discovered. Yeah, I mean if it's two, if it's two out of three every week, uh, so much the better. I think some weeks we'll get three out of three where all three episodes are pretty good. But yeah, I think it'll happen. Uh, all the by the way, all the uh, advertising for this show worked out best uh, out of the three DC shows. This rated the highest. I'm sure it's probably going to go down uh, after the first episode, but uh, part one got 4.6 million viewers, which was more than the flash that it did 3.4 million and uh arrow is still struggling to hit 3 million it did 2.8 so uh it, i'm sure legends of tomorrow will probably go down uh 4.6 is a pretty strong start for them uh, i'm guessing it'll go down but i'm i think it'll probably stay in that flash range as long as the show stays as yeah. quality as this first episode all right so uh that's it for this week glenn and i will return next week to talk about season 2 episode 11 of the flash the Reverse Flash returns. Uh, season 4, Episode 11 of Arrow, AWOL, and Season 1, Episode 2 of Legends of Tomorrow called Pilot, Part 2. 